Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. <laughs> Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is December the 7th, 2022, Wednesday coming at you. We're halfway through the week. Hope everybody's doing well. I'm already laughing because I'm fucking stupid. I'll tell you why I'm laughing because of this. New titties. <laughs> you don't need to know why I have that. You just need to know that the queen has new titties. So I hope you guys got a chance to check out the uh, twin therapy with Joan and Jane that I had on Monday. Oh, wait, no, you didn't because I know because nobody listened to it. It's the lowest rated show I've ever had. You fuckers. What? If I don't talk about butt stuff, nobody listens. You know, <laughs> the people have spoken. They want butt stuff and Johnny's bed being shit in and ridiculous stories from me. What was I supposed to do? These were two very professional women, and I wasn't going to bring them on here and pull a fucking Howard Stern on them. That's not my style. I respected them. I wasn't going to be like, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Why don't you show us your tits? Yeah, both of you. Go ahead. That's nice. I understand you wrote a book. Yeah. And uh, how much kielbasa do you think you could get in your mouth? Yeah. Those are some great tits. No, I'm not going to do that. I have too much respect for my guests. And I wasn't trying to be funny. I was trying to actually raise awareness of mental health because it is a big problem in America. I, <laughs> in particular, have lots of mental health issues. Otherwise, I wouldn't constantly exploit my voyeurism and sadism on this show for the entertainment of the masses. The naive wit of imbeciles is always enchanting, I'm aware. But I thought I'd give you guys some serious stuff. I guess maybe I just am a lousy interviewer. I don't know. I have had such a long, stressful last three days. Good stress, bad stress, all kinds of stress that I just have nothing I'm tapped on this show. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a story. Let's make it story time. In honor of uh, my pals out there in Los Angeles, let me tell you about the one and only time that Joey went to L.A. <laughs> That's for you, Carlos. I know you guys love the Blue Oyster Club. I uh, didn't personally get a chance to go out there or uh, to go to that bar when I was in uh, Los Angeles. So about 15 years ago, when I was a strapping young lad playing hockey, I was uh, also working as a announcer at a hockey rink in Houston, and well, several hockey rinks actually, but there was one in particular that there was a tournament, and it was from these uh, teams all over the United States. And this particular host, which was called Black Cat, was uh from anaheim and the owner the or whatever you call it the person who you know owned black cat and ran the tournaments she was really really impressed with my voice and she came over to me while i was working and she 
She did the whole, uh, you know, pass a piece of paper, you know, with a number on it across to me. She said, what, what are you doing in August? And then she slid the paper over to me. She goes, cause I can pay you that to be in Los Angeles. And I went, what? And, uh, at the time I wasn't doing shit. <laughs> and that number was pretty, pretty, pretty big. And not only was she paying me, but she was paying for me to fly there. She was paying for my hotel room, my amenities. I mean, she was just throwing money at me. And it was this huge, huge tournament. Because see, what happens is, is they do these tournaments uh, all over the U.S. They're kind of like touring. And you qualify to go to like the big fucking main one by winning one in each city. Like they have them in Las Vegas. They have them in Houston. They have them in Dallas. Uh, you know, just any big city that you can think of that has a major sports team. And when it's all done, you, all your winners in all the age groups, they head out to uh, California and they compete to be the fucking champion of the United States. And she wanted me to be the announcer for that. And I was like fucking blown away. I said, yeah, but I don't fly. So immediately I told her, I said, look, I'm not going to fly. I don't get on planes. And uh, you can just give me a Greyhound ticket. In hindsight, I wish I'd flown. <laughs> I had never in my life driven out of Texas. When I was younger, I flown to all kinds of places. I even left the country. But I had never driven west from Houston. And driving from Houston to El Paso is longer than El Paso to Los Angeles. That means that the time it took me to go through New Mexico, Arizona, and a big fucking chunk of California was shorter than the drive just to leave my state. The total trip was 39 hours. So I talked to Deb. Deb was her name. She said, well, you can take the Greyhound or you can fly. It's up to you. It costs the same. I can't believe that, but it costs the fucking same. 39 hours versus what? Three? Like $600 for me to take the bus. But I got the joy of seeing the countryside. I got to see the great America that I had never seen before. Actually, that was pretty fucking cool. Arizona, New Mexico, you know when you get there because those cactuses are standing up, you know, like the ones with their arms in the air, like they're being mugged. But everything but from Houston to El Paso is just nothing that I remember anyway. And uh, and why would I want to pass up a chance as an extrovert, as a... Very, very drunk, all-the-time extrovert. Why would I pass up the chance to be on a bus with 50 fucking strangers? Well, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of reasons why. <laughs> As I work my way through this trip to Los Angeles. I took two bags with me, my clothes and my PlayStation. I had a leather jacket. I still have a le this leather jacket, but I have this leather jacket, and it's got a piece of it cut out in the back where I can keep shit. And I had a big fucking bottle of scotch and i got on the bus and i drank a lot all the way there and immediately the bus is full like fucking full and the guy in front of me he's got his face is completely tattooed never met anyone with their face tattooed and not like you know i have money and i'm into this lifestyle kind of face tattoos no like the i just got out of prison and i have jesus nails through my eyelids and like 20 tears on each side of my face and he looked fucking insane and he was like i swear he was albino and he read a bible the whole time 
he was probably the least strange person on the entire trip. About halfway to El Paso, I remember there were a bunch of guys and they were doing what I was assuming was coke because they were snorting it. Lots and lots of drugs. And one of them took way too much of whatever they were doing. And he went into the bathroom and he locked himself. Yes, in the bathroom, there's a bathroom on the back of a Greyhound. An actual place where someone can go in and take a shit in a two foot by two foot fucking room with no ventilation. Someone can actually go in there, drop a duke that doesn't flush, just falls six feet into an aqua-colored pond of God knows what. And as the bus drives up and down the highway, you hear it slishing and sloshing back and forth. Mountains and mountains of turds and blue-green water splashing up on your butt cheeks. And when they pull that door open, you know what happens? The bus just sucks every fucking inch of air out of that bathroom and it washes over everybody like a stinky fog and it's gnarly. And it happens over and over and over on the bus while you're riding. You see, it's not like occasionally some guy gets up and dukes and then we let it fucking breathe for a while. No, no. That door, which by the way, because of that massive air pressure, that door slams really fucking loud. Now, I'm one of those guys that likes the back of the fucking bus, okay? And in a Greyhound, the only seat that's more than two seats is the back seat. It's like three. So I immediately got on the bus before everyone else, and I made sure to stake my claim in that seat, and everybody else could fuck off. But that also put me in front of the bathroom. Fortunately, the bathroom door happens to face away from the three-person seat. So when the air comes bursting out of the bathroom, it shoots opposite direction of me but the problem is if you want to sleep man that fucking door because the air when you pull on the door man you really got to fight it and when you let it go it slams fucking hard so you hear that shit all day and night while you're sitting in that seat and i have a tendency to sleep on the floor of the bus i like to put my head on the hump of the tire like when you get on the floor where the big tires are in the back there's a plastic hump that goes up about 12 inches you know, and so the tire is literally inside of the bus where your feet are. If you're sitting in that seat, like your feet will be up on that hump. I'm sure anybody that's rode the fucking bus at, uh, to school back in the day, you remember that. Well, I like to sleep on it. So I had like, <laughs> I had like my feet up in the three person seat, my head on the tire. And I loved the sound, you know, the, and the, you know, it, it, it makes this high pitched. You know the sound. It's fucking rad. And, uh, well, as we started making our way through Texas, you know, more and more people started to get on. And that's fine. I wasn't expecting it to be empty, not on a trip to Los Angeles. But it got fuller and fuller. And before you knew it, I had to give up my two seats on my three-seat bench. And I ended up having to give them up to this Mexican family that had three kids. So now... Not only am I having to be skin-to-skin contact with strangers, I'm also holding one of their children in my lap. I wasn't going to be a douche and say no. But yeah, (laughs) there I am next to the revolving fucking deuce door with a little two-year-old Mexican girl in my lap. And uh, I was that way all the way to El Paso. 
And uh, I, I tried to be discreet about my drinking when I first started the trip. But at this point, I wasn't like, do you mind? No, I just took the bottle out and I just chugged. And I was like, if somebody wants to fucking narc on me, then whatever. And we finally got to El Paso and uh, a lot of people got off. I'd never actually been through El Paso. I'd, I've never been to Mexico and I've never been through a border. I've flown overseas, but I've never crossed a border on land. And when you get to El Paso, you are essentially in Mexico. I mean, the whole scenery changes drastically. Everything looks like it's got those little shops. Everything's fucking pink and green. And, uh, you know, it looks like Taco Cabana threw up on everything. But a lot of people got off. But those fucking Border Patrol guys, man, they got on. And uh, they would they went down every fucking seat on the bus. And they said, where are you from? Where were you born? Where are you from? And I was going to get cute, and I was going to say something like Guatemala, and then I thought, no, 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 that's it's like, don't, don't fucking do it, because <laughs> I know, man, these guys had that look, you know, like the guy who's a security guard who could never be a cop, but he takes his job so fucking seriously, you know, like they didn't even give him anything to be a security guard. They gave him like the fake badge and a shirt, but he bought his own mag light and handcuffs, and he's got these fucking fingerless leather gloves like the break dancers used to wear the fucking aviator glasses okay that's what these guys look like they look like they took a job at border patrol because they flunked out of the police academy or somewhere else <laughs> so he gets on, and the, my instincts tell me to say that I'm from somewhere where, you know, Hispanic people come from. And then I go, that's just fucking dumb. You're going to get taken off the bus, and you're going to miss this great job. So I said, uh, I'm from Texas. And uh, he said, okay. And then he went, you know, he gave me, like, the uh, like the Terminator look, like, squinted his eyes, like, fucking, like, I'm like, look at me, bro. Everyone in here, okay, is so fucking brown. And here I am, like. The whitest fucking guy. And I was. I was very, very white, man. I didn't have a beard back then. So I had this real young, pasty looking face. I don't know how. What? Where did? Where could I have possibly been from? Like, what, Sweden? Anyway, so uh, we went about our business. And we got into uh, New Mexico. And New Mexico is very pretty. So was Arizona. Like I said, there's those cactuses. And, you know, you see a lot of things. Let me tell you something about Arizona that I was not expecting and i wasn't warned about it's really fucking dry i've lived in humidity my whole life in south texas but man in arizona it's dry and when you got off at the bus stop they literally had sprinklers spraying misting cool water into the air to keep up with the dry humidity or lack thereof and it was funny because you'd stand under that water and you'd go okay like, I know there's water spraying on me, yet I'm not feeling it. I feel like right in your face, and the water's trying to get to you, but it's evaporating because it can't get to you because the sun is beating down so fucking hard. So we got through New Mexico, nothing really crazy to tell, but once we got to Arizona, uh, we stopped at Phoenix, and I walked around, and it's like something out of a fucking movie, you know? It's like you can see highway for miles and miles. And you can see that there's no one on this highway. <laughs> there's nothing but, you know, it's God's country. I mean, it's really fucking cool. 
I've never seen plateaus and and those things we read about that I should have remembered when, from school, but I don't. Rock formations and canyons and stuff like that. It's very fucking cool. But once we got going from Phoenix, that's when the air conditioner broke. Now, if I hadn't mentioned this before, it's August. And it doesn't matter what state you're in. It's fucking hot. But here I am in the <laughs> Devil's Canyon in Arizona and the fucking air breaks. And it's not like the Greyhound has these windows that go up and down just in case. No, we're stuck in this 150 degree fart box all the way from Phoenix to Los Angeles. And you'd think, you would think that people would stop taking shits. You'd be wrong. They were not deterred one single bit by the fact that whatever was going to come out of their ass was all going to be going into all of our lungs. If anything, I think the heat increased the, the amount of people hitting the head. And it was quiet with no air conditioning on and nobody wanted to talk. And whenever someone went in the bathroom, it was... It was fucking gnarly. <laughs> oh, you know, I completely forgot. I got sidetracked. Those guys that were doing the drugs in the beginning of the trip. I'm sorry. I've circled back to that. But one of them freaked the fuck out. and He locked himself in the bathroom and he started banging. And he was just going ape shit. And he was hitting the fucking walls and kicking them. And I don't mean like just kind of. I mean, like, I can't believe. Like, if these weren't made of steel, he would have come through them. And the bus driver pulls over and he fucking goes back there. And he opens the door, and he's like, what the fuck? And the guy's like, I'm cool. I'm cool. And, and that was it. And then the boss, he just gets back into his fucking seat, and, uh, and he starts driving again. And the guy sits in, his, in, in the seat across from me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, this dude's going to straight up fucking murder me. I got to keep my eyes on him. And if he if he'd pulled something out of that bus, well, what, 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 what can I do, right? So, yeah, that, that happened. Here we are heading down the highway in the uh, the USS shitbox, and uh, finally we get almost to Los Angeles, and he pulls over, and uh, I don't. I, they did something, and like the the air ran sort of, but at this point, man, it just smelled so awful, and uh, I was like, okay, we're almost to Los Angeles, so we got to somewhere right outside of Los Angeles, and. A lot of people left. We switched a bus. We got one with air, and I'm like, fuck, yes, okay? And I'm drunk. I'm so drunk. Now, you're not allowed to have alcohol on the Greyhound, and I knew that. You're supposed to put it in your bags, and then they check it, and they put it under the bus. Well, fuck that. And I was belligerently drunk by the time we made this stop before getting into uh, Los Angeles. So, um, now, mind you, this was only a few years after 9-11, so there was still a lot of precautions being taken in our country. And one of them was something that I had never experienced before was when I got back onto the Greyhound, they ran metal detectors across us. Now, I told you I was wearing a leather jacket. That leather jacket had a secret pouch. It's where I kept my scotch. The leather jacket was also really covered in, you know, punk rock spikes. And I was like, man, he's going to run that fucking metal detector over me, and then they're going to go through all my shit. But I just, you know, was like, whatever, let's just let it be. And he runs that metal detector over me, over the back of my jacket, and it goes clink, and it hits that fucking bottle of J&B. 
And he's like, what is that? And I said, that's, uh, that's my bottle of scotch. And he said, well, you know, you can't, uh, said, you can't have that on the bus. And, uh, he said, I'm going to have to ask you to catch the next one. Uh, so you can sober up. And I got fucking rowdy. And this man, this gentleman was like six foot eight black ripped. And I was trying to fucking fight him for some reason, because I'm an idiot. And, um, he politely said, man, just go get some eggs, just get some eggs and catch the next bus. And I was like, all right, man, you know, like he's being so fucking cool. How can I like, you know, like he had every reason in the world to beat my ass. Like I should have been viral that day. Like white boy mouths off to black bus driver. Who's had enough and whoops his ass at the bus depot. Eats his eggs through a straw. No, I took off and I went and I had breakfast and it was fantastic breakfast. It was such a good breakfast. And I caught the next bus and the next bus was hardly anybody on it. Rolled into Los Angeles. And there I was, I got picked up in my own rent a car. And the first thing I did was I drove to Huntington beach because I had never been to the West coast in my entire life. I've been to the East coast. I've been to the third coast. I've been to London. I've been to France. I've been in Lafayette's underpants, but I had never been to the West coast. <coughs> and one thing I wasn't ready for is even though it was August, it was fucking freezing. I had no idea. It is so fucking cold on the beach. There's people standing around there. They're from there. They got fucking barrel fires going and shit. I'm sweating my balls off with my leather jacket on. And then I get to the beach and it's not enough. And I'm with all these locals, right? These referees that are from Anaheim, you know, they're like dead. You know, they're all fucking dudes. Fucking blonde tips and shit. Total fucking knobs. They had us all in these hotels. I stayed exactly, and I shit you not, I stayed across from Disneyland. I don't mean like I could see Disneyland. I mean like if I were to cross the street from my balcony, I'm in Disneyland. So that was pretty fucking cool because they shot off fireworks a lot. And I had my PlayStation and I parked up in that hotel room. I plugged in my hockey game on it to the TV and I got a bucket of ice and I filled it up with beer and uh, all those fucking tools from California in the room down from me. They all played poker and I didn't want nothing to do with them. I got real homesick real fast. That's not supposed to really be part of the story, but I remember how fucking sad I was because. I didn't fit in, you know, I wasn't like, these guys were real territorial. And, uh, so I spent that lonely week in that hotel room, drinking myself silly, playing hockey on the TV, announcing hockey during the day while the devil was back in Houston, banging all my friends. And then my time was up and I decided to take a night out on the town. I had a fucking wad of cash something like three thousand dollars in cash on my hand and i took a taxi and i said take me to a hollywood boulevard let me just tell you if you've never been to hollywood boulevard it is not the least bit glamorous nor is there anything cool about it other than the fact that there are stars on there and at one point the people that the stars were made for actually stood there and had their pictures taken other than that it's full of bums degenerates out of work actors Spider-Man, Captain America, whatever, trying to get you to take their picture with them for five bucks. That's it. It is like the biggest fucking letdown, man. It is like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. 
So I went over to Frank Sinatra. I said, hi. I went over to the Three Stooges, and I said, hi. And then I went over to the Frolic Room, a very famous bar. You've seen it in movies such as Swingers. It's been on countless television shows. I had a few martinis, which, by the way, are really fucking disgusting. And I mean, I've drank some nasty shit in my day. I don't, I don't get the whole olive juice thing. It, it was like ass-tonguing an Italian to me, and I just didn't care for it. So I stepped outside, and I got a cab, and I went back to the Greyhound after my week in Los Angeles. I'd love to tell you that some crazy shit happened while I was there, but it was very uneventful. Everything, for me, was happening back home. You know, that's where all the action was with my uh, ex-wife, you know, the queen of cream pie. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> well, I think that's going to do it for Joey Goes to Los Angeles. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Um, yeah, butt stuff and uh, fuck people that steal washers and um, kiss my black ass and all that stuff. Hug your kids, kiss your kitty cats, and try to be something that's not mean-ish. I'll see you guys on Friday. Everybody have a good week. Joey, won't you just take my hand and come to this land? We'll be homoerotic fantasy. Joey, won't you take off my shirt? And please make me squirt as we dance under a rainbow flag. Let's put in a whole world of sin. You can lick my brown skin and snuggle until the sun comes up. Look into the hair on my back. You can come on my crack. We'll accept that this love was meant to be. Joey, 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 Joey.
New titties.